Hey, this is episode 16 of my podcast, Adventures with Abigail, and I am your host, Abigail Jacobs, and today I'm going to be talking about God and some things that I felt him put on my heart that I wanted to share with you guys, and yeah, I don't really have an exact topic, just something that God laid on my heart. (laughs) So, as I think you guys are aware, I'm currently in Nuremberg, Germany, and I have been here for about two weeks, and currently, my, (laughs) with everything with corona, all of travel, every travel plan is changing constantly, but my current plan is to stay in Nuremberg, Germany for the next nine weeks. So, overall, I'll be here for 11 weeks, and I'm doing a study abroad program, um, but yeah, with corona, everything's constantly changing. Originally, I was only going to be in Nuremberg, Germany for two weeks, and today I was actually supposed to be traveling to Berlin, but that is obviously not happening because, um, corona and things are constantly changing, and the German government, specifically the Bavarian government, is, um, implementing new, rules about social distancing and quarantining. Um, There's curfews on how many people can um, go shopping and how many people are allowed in a room at a time. It's a very hectic time and everything is constantly changing and there's always new laws and new rules and restrictions about who can be, how many people can be in a room and how much toilet paper you can buy. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I was, I mean, I have, I try to have a good amount of time with the Lord every single day, but a few days ago I was having a time with God and um, my mom actually told me to read um, 1 Samuel 17, which is the story of David and Goliath, and then also today... I was just kind of all over. I was reading in Psalms, 1 Corinthians, Ephesians, just kind of like all over. And I just kind of wanted to share a little bit about what God has been doing in my life and um, what he's been teaching me. And I hopefully would, well, through this, hopefully some of you guys listening to this will get something out of it. We'll see. (laughs) I just really felt like God laid it on my heart, and I wanted to share it with you guys. So before I begin, I think I will open us in prayer, which is a first for this podcast. So yeah, here we go. Lord, I thank you um, for giving me the opportunity to have this podcast, Lord, and for having listeners that listen to me currently. currently, God, and I pray that you would bless this podcast and you bless this time, and I ask that everybody who listens to this, that you would minister to them through it, God, and that you would use me as an outlet to speak to them, God, and that you would speak through me. In Jesus' name, amen. So first, we can go to 1 Samuel 17. Um, Oh, I don't even have it opened. It's going to take me a second to get there. If you have a Bible and you want to follow along, feel free. I will tell you where 1 Samuel is. 1 Samuel is between Ruth 
and 2 Samuel. <laughs> so not super helpful, but in my Bible, it's like, I don't know, page 200 or something like that. Also, I wanted to let you guys know that I, whenever I do my podcast, I read the NIV version. So, um, yeah, I'm not, like, biased towards other versions. It's just what version my Bible is in. And I wanted to let you guys be aware of that in case you were wondering. <laughs> okay, so first Samuel 17, um, as I said, it's about David and Goliath. And it's a little bit of a longer chapter, so I'm not going to read it all to you guys. If you are really interested in it, you can read it yourself. Um, but I wanted to focus on some key points. So we know that David was very young at this point in time. This is one of, one of, if not the first time that David is mentioned in the Bible, and he's very young. I have, I've heard people say that he is anywhere from 15 or 16 to like 11 or 12, but he's young. He's somewhere in that range. Um, and he just is, yeah, not the, I, I always imagined a pretty scrawny little kid, um, he's just not the embodiment of a man who is full of muscles and meat and he can defeat Goliath, you know, he's just like a, a, a boy, he's really a boy, um, but because he knew who his God was, God still used him, even though he didn't have the physical attributes to kill Goliath, he had the courage to believe in a God that could kill Goliath through him. Okay, so we'll go to 1 Samuel 17, verse 33. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. So again, that's just reiterating that David is just a boy. He doesn't have, like, real fighting experience. This Goliath has been trained ever since he was out of the womb, basically, to be a deadly warrior. Um, but then David goes on and talks about, like, you know, um, protecting his sheep from the bear and the lion, and, um, you know, like, just talking about how he does have some experience. And I have always thought that whenever David says Whenever David goes back at Saul and he says, I have killed a bear and a lion before. I think I can kill Goliath. I always thought that that was David being, like, prideful or trying to, you know, tell Saul, you think I'm just a little boy, but I have some experience. But I recently kind of saw a new aspect to it. Maybe it's not David being prideful. Maybe it's not David trying to show Saul, Saul that he can kill Goliath. Maybe it's David trying to say, I've, I've been prepared for this. Like, there's a reason that a bear and a lion came against my flock. Maybe God sent them so that I could prepare for this moment. Um, so, yeah. And then we have in verse 36, farther down verse 36, it says, because he has defied the armies of the living God. So he's talking about Goliath. And he's saying that Goliath is going to be just like the bear and the lion that he killed. 
because he has defied the armies of the living God. So David knows that he has authority in God, and he knows that anybody who defies God cannot stand. And, yeah, wow. That, like, think about that. Apply that to your own life. If there is anything in your life that defies God, it cannot stand. If you're being attacked and it defies God, it cannot stand. It will not survive. Um, so, yeah, that's just so interesting to think about. And then we have this interesting passage where it talks about Saul putting David in his own armor and trying to, like, dress him up and, like, you know, make him more tough to go against Goliath. But sometimes, I think, to kind of make this more, um, make it more, like, metaphorical, sometimes we try to dress things up and make them more fancy and complicated than they actually need to be. And so, we we know later on that um, David says, I cannot wear this, Saul. Like, I can't wear all of your special armors and tunics and stuff. It doesn't fit me. Um, because when we try to make something look fancy or sophisticated on the outside, it just doesn't work. If something is, um, like, if something needs to be real and it needs to be vulnerable, you can't dress it up and make it look pretty if it's not. Um, so then we have the next section where it talks about David going down to the creek or the river or whatever you want to call it and getting out five smooth stones. This is like, you know, basic Bible knowledge if you were ever in your entire life went to like a Sunday service and you went back to the children's area. You know, David got his five stones, went to go kill Goliath, blah, 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 blah. And I always kind of wondered, why did he get five stones if he only used one to kill Goliath? You know, like, what? Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, guys. What is the purpose of that? You know, did he not, maybe he didn't think that he had good enough aim? Or what? what's going on there? But I think that David actually took five stones because he knew that Goliath had four brothers. And he wasn't worried that he'd miss Goliath because he had faith in God's aim. And so he knew that he would only need one stone for each Philistine and God's aim would be fine. Um, which is interesting to think about, to think that maybe David shot those stones out of his slingshot in a completely wrong direction, but then God was like, mm, no, and just kind of picked up the stone and put it in, David, in Goliath's forehead. You know, it's kind of interesting to think about. But our God can do that, guys. Like, he's powerful enough to do that. So, yeah. Okay, going on to verse 45. Again, we're in 1 Samuel 17, verse 45. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So, I like this. Because it's so ballsy. David's like, you are out here with all these weapons, but I have God on my side. Like, I just know, it's just such a cool sentence. But if you look at it deeper, you realize that David is comparing God to um, Goliath's weapons. And I was wondering, why is David comparing God to Goliath's weapons? But David compared Goliath's weapons to his God. 
because he knew that God is more powerful than any weapon. And literally, like, a sword, a spear, and a javelin are nothing on God. They have nothing on God. And so David was just completely confident in God's sovereignty and his power. And I think it's a really good life lesson to realize that we need to be confident in our God's power and not second-guess him all the time because he's got it, guys. He's got it in the bag. And if we, even if we miss shoot and he intends for our stone to go somewhere else, he can pick, pluck it out of the air and send it into Goliath's forehead. And we only need to shoot one stone. So, <laughs> I hope that made sense. I feel like maybe I'm just talking blabberness, but... Um, yeah, we're going to go to Psalms 125, verse 1 through 2. So we're kind of switching it up a little bit now. Psalm 125, verse 1 through 2. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. So... We need to realize that if we trust in the Lord, our foundations will not be shaken. If we make God our foundation, we will be okay. Because, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty sure that God can withstand any earthquake that the world tries to throw at him. Um, and we have in verse 2, it says, The mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. I love that. The Lord is always surrounding his people and protecting. Jerusalem is a um, city that is very strategic because there are mountains around it. And so it's protected. And mountains a lot of times can be like a fortifying, protecting um, kind of like natural protection Whenever you are, whenever you're like building a fortress or a city, it's very smart to build your fortress into the side of a mountain. So then you have like, you know, you're protected on one side. And if you have mountains all around you, you're protected on all sides. Um, so yeah, I love that. And I think we need to put our trust in the Lord at this time, especially with the world being so crazy and everything is changing all the time. We can put our trust in the Lord and remember that he is sovereign and he will protect us. It kind of reminds me of that verse that talks about the Lord um, covering us in his wings. I don't know what book that's in, but there's a verse in the Bible that talks about the Lord, the Lord's wings covering us and protecting us, and it's very beautiful. I don't know where it is, but if you know what I'm referencing, then... I guess you know. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12 says, For now we see only reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall fully know, even as I am fully known. We are fully known by God, and... He knows every single little piece about us. And sometimes that's scary for me to think about. Like, oh, God knows everything about me, you know? Like, oh, I don't think I want him to know everything about me. There are parts of me that I don't want anybody to know. But we are fully known by God. We can't 
control that. He fully knows us whether we like it or not. And he wants to be fully known. So it says, God wants um, friendship. He wants to be known. He wants us to want him, if that makes sense. And because he fully knows us, he knows our fears, our pains, our insecurities, our sins, our gross, nasty things that we do that we hope nobody knows about. He knows everything about us. He knows our beautiful, beautiful parts. He knows how many hairs are on our head. He knows what we love and what are our pet peeves. He knows everything about us. And because he knows everything about us, he knows how to comfort us when we're scared or when we're sad. He knows how to make us feel joyful. He knows how to speak to us. And I think it's just so, so beautiful that we have a God that loves us so much that he wants to know us so intimately, if that makes sense. So now we're going to go to Ephesians 6, verse 13. Ephesians 6, verse 13 says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, stand firm. So, put on the armor of God. What is the armor of God? The armor of God is the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. So, if we put on the full armor of God, when we are tested, we'll be able to stand firm and rely on him because we'll have his armor to protect us. Um, so how do we, like, apply that to our life? How do we put on the belt of truth? How do we put on the breastplate of righteousness? You know, um, and I don't fully know that, guys. I don't have a complete answer. And I think that is one of the things that we all have to pray about and figure out for ourselves. How do we personally apply the armor of God? You know, it's the same way as how do we apply the fruit of the Spirit to ourselves? How do we live that out? I think for me, wearing the belt of truth looks like not lying, obviously, and seeking truth in situations, and then wearing the breastplate of righteousness. Um... Yeah, that's one that I don't really understand fully yet. Obviously, like, we want to be righteous, but how do you get to a place where you are considered righteous? The Bible says that few are considered righteous. Um, I would like to be one of those few, but how do I get to that place? I have no idea. And then we have the shoes of the gospel. I think that is talking about... Um, going out and making disciples, you know, are you, everywhere that you're going, everywhere that you're walking and placing your feet, are you bringing the gospel with you as you step onto different lands? And then we have the shield of faith. Are you placing all of your faith in the Lord, or are you placing your faith in other places? Are you placing your faith in your friends, in your phone, in your boyfriend, in your parents? Where are you placing your faith? And then we also have the helmet of salvation. Are you saved? Do you believe that Christ died for your sins? Are you, um, you know, like, do you believe in God? And finally, we have the sword of the Spirit. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? 
do you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Because there's a difference between having a relationship with God, having a relationship with Jesus, and having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Those are completely different things because even though the Trinity is all God, there are three different beings in the Trinity. And so they are three different separate relationships, guys. I have a completely different relationship with God than I do with the Holy Spirit than I do with Jesus. Jesus is my friend and my older brother and just my bud, you know, my pal. God is mm, kind of my grandpa. <laughs> God is my um, my grandpa or my dad. He is my comfort and um, my my rock. And he's gentle. And the Holy Spirit is my conviction. He's my He's my friend that gives me a vibe check every once in a while. <laughs> he is my helper. And, you know, there there are different aspects to the Trinity, and so we need to treat them differently, if that makes sense, guys. And the way that I relate to the Trinity is completely different than the way that you relate to the Trinity. Maybe some of you don't see God as your dad or your grandpa. Maybe some of you see God as, I don't know, like your mom or something, or your aunt, I don't know, or like a teacher or a policeman, I don't know, but there's, there are different ways and different um, aspects of the Trinity, and do you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do you talk to him? Do you carry him inside of you? If you're saved, I believe, I personally believe that if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And it's our responsibility to listen to him and pay attention to him. I think that the Holy Spirit speaks to me way, way more than God and Jesus do. I think because the Holy Spirit is in me. He's with me all the time. And yes, I know that God and Jesus are also with me all the time because they're omnipresent. But the Holy Spirit is with me. He is in me all the time. And I think he talks to me more than I even realize sometimes. I am learning that there is a difference between my conscience and the Holy Spirit because I think that he talks to me so much, I start blending his words with mine and I don't even like realize that he's talking to me. I just think that it's my own thoughts, you know, but I have noticed more and more these days that I'll be getting ready to leave the house or something. And then in my head, I'm thinking, hmm, it would be good to grab an umbrella. But then I'm like, ah, oh, no, I don't need it. And then I walk out the door and maybe 15 minutes later, it's raining. And I'm like, oh, I should have grabbed that umbrella. And this happens to me constantly. I mean, not the umbrella thing, but constantly I'll be thinking, hmm, maybe I should do this. And then maybe, like, 20 minutes later, I realize, oh, I should have done that. It's so weird. And I think that it's the Holy Spirit, and I don't even realize it. I just think that it's myself. And God talks to all of us differently, but I really think that's how the Holy Spirit talks to me. And it's, I would say it's probably, I mean, it's daily for sure, but I would say it probably, like, happens to me, like, two or three times a day where 
Holy Spirit's talking to me about something and I don't even realize it and I ignore it. And then I realize, oh, that was Holy Spirit. And I didn't even, I didn't even acknowledge him, you know? So listen, listen to your gut instincts. I, I believe as a Christian, there's no such thing as gut instincts. It's the Holy Spirit trying to speak to us, trying to get our attention and help us think about something or do something. So yeah, pay attention to those gut instincts because it's Holy Spirit. He's talking to you. Um, so yeah, I think that's all God wanted me to talk about. I'm going to talk. <laughs> I need to make sure that that's everything God wanted me to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I just wanted to share that with you guys, and I felt like God was prompting me to make a podcast and talk about him a little bit. So I know this is probably a shorter podcast, but I think that's it. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you got something out of it. So, this has been episode 16 of Adventures with Abigail. I hope that you guys enjoyed it and that God God spoke to you through it. I really, ugh, it is just my desire that one person, even just one person will listen to my podcast, any of my episodes, honestly, and that God will speak to them through it. I don't even care if it's my conspiracy theory episode, like freaking listen to my conspiracy theory episode. And if God speaks to you through it, amen, praise the Lord because he is good. And I really, it is my desire for people to know him and be known by him. So I'm going to close this podcast in prayer because apparently I'm doing that now. (laughs) Lord, thank you so much for giving me um, something to share with my friends and family and listeners, God. I pray that you would bless them and that you would bring peace to them, God. As they listen to this podcast, I ask that you would speak to them, that you would comfort them and heal them, God, and convict them, Lord. And that, yeah, they would just dive into your word and learn more about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, bye!